Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oi, oi, oi. It's three points in the gaff. Manchester's realist podcast. Straight from the heart of the city, but hey... We've got a new sound system in the gap, a little bubbling shape. Come on, you know who's here. It's me, Fundit JMA, with City Fan Mike, United Fan J Motty. We see what we feel and we feel what we say, you get me? But listen, can we turn down the banger a sec? Let's have some quiet in this football courtroom, please. Please turn down the music, because listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I'd like Defendant Mike to step forward, please, because he's had 15 weeks of smugness, laughing at us, mocking us, jokes whenever United have lost and City have been smashing everyone to bits. But today, people, today, I'd like Mike, the City fan, to explain to me. I'd like him to explain to you, Motty, and all the listeners across the world what the hell happened versus Spurs. Because listen, let me tell you something. United didn't have an issue with somebody called Harry this weekend. But it looks pretty lucky, but pretty sure to me that City had a problem with someone called Harry. So the floor's yours, bro, Mike. Talk to us, bro. What happened? Spears, Etihad, talk to me, bro. Yeah, so let's let's uh, some intro by the way. <laughs> <laughs> some intro by the way. I lose <laughs> one game, and all of a sudden we get a special introduction. Do, 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 do you know what, though, no, Mike? Mike, he's got a fair point because you know how many people I had. Um, I was doing a watch along for the Leeds game. Were commenting saying, "I hope you're going to be sticking it, Mike's this week, Mike, because he's giving it you every week, bro." <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to all them people out there. We're not letting you down. Go on, Mike. All, all, all I'd say to those people and everyone listening, all I've done is point out the facts week in, week out, when we've trudged along. That's the first game we've lost in ages. Had a great result in week playing free flowing football. And, you know, it, it's been good. And it's like, what's this, our third defeat of the season, I think it is. And, you know what, everyone's head's falling off. Um, listen, I'll tell you what did fall off. Your points. Listen, there weren't no free-flowing football yesterday. Listen, 3-2 defeat, right? Where did it go wrong for you, Mike? All right, all right. Let's get let's go on to the game. Obviously, I didn't want to talk about it. Sickening it was. It was absolutely sickening. I'll tell you now, right, before the game started, I I am, like, I, I was worried when we played Brentford the other week. I worried no matter who we played. But for some reason, yesterday, some confidence came over me before that game. I thought Spurs had lost two back-to-back at home, and I thought, I've watched a couple of games and thought, there's absolutely no chance. We could have stopped flipping Bobby Charlton in that yesterday for us. I'm going <laughs> to win that game. That's what I was thinking. Hey, hey, hey but Mike, be honest now. Motty, check it, yeah? I had a conversation with Mike early on in the day, and I was on the phone, and I said to him, Mike, this is exactly what I said to him. I said, listen, Mike, you know what, yeah? I opened my curtains this morning. I saw grey clouds, stormy winds and all that. Do you know something? I can see football's a weird game. I can see Spurs getting something out out the game, and he was like, "Nah, nah, nah, I can't see it. It's Spurs." Where, where, where? I said, "Nah, I've got a feeling. I've got a funny feeling about today." And Mike's, was you sat in the stadium? <laughs> was you sat in the stadium thinking about me or what? I'll be honest with you. I I, I did think 
at, at this point, I need Pundit to delete my number because I don't want <laughs> any, any premonition calls ever again. When you get that feeling, keep it to yourself. Um, but anyway, we're distracting. I'll get to it. The Go game on. for me, the, the problem yesterday for me personally was no one had a great game. Passing was shocking. But I'm going to make up a, a new word here called midfieldly. I don't think there is a word called that. The midfield was absolutely shocking. Um, mm. If I'm being honest, all of them to a man giving the ball away, big gaping holes. And, and it, you know what? It took me back to when this midfield was kind of first form when Rodri first joined. And a lot of fans at the time were unhappy with the lack of mobility in there. But all of a sudden, over a period of time, Rodri found his feet. Godugan went on and had that great scoring run. And obviously KBD does what he does where he pulls out special moments of the game and, and things started to settle. But yesterday looked like that midfield was starting again. And the way, the amount of space... That Spurs found in there just to spin, turn and just drop it in behind and just catch us with that that pace, I think. And that's one of the things you did say on the call. You went, I can see them catching you with the speed up front. And mm. like, same within four, four or five minutes, it happened. And yeah, I, I, even at 1-0, I thought, yeah, as soon as we get all rest, all this ball back, it's not going to be a problem. Mm. Now, I'll be honest with you though, Mike. You know what, Conte, I don't know if he read Oli's notebook or what, but he had it sussed. He was like, right, these tactics. But you know what made me think that I thought, you know what, Con- Spurs are not a team that can go anywhere and just beat up teams in it. They're definitely not, not going to come to the Etihad and play ball, especially under Conte and win. Do you know what I mean? So I thought, you know what they're going to do? They're going to pack it out, close down the pockets, close the spaces and spring out. And that's exactly what they've done. Do you know what? He had his tactics on point. They won the ball back, sprung out. Harry Kane, good through balls. There was oceans of space behind City's defence. And, and and obviously, Son, Son, Son was running onto things. But talk to me about Concello and Walker not stopping these crosses and all that. Because that third goal, bro, I watched Concello. Listen, we all know Concello's a top player. World class. One of the best fullbacks in the world. But defensively yesterday, not stopping that cross. That was shocking, that, innit, bro? Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. And to be fair, you know what's mad? I don't know if... Because uh, I was in I was in the ground, didn't um, and yeah. I don't know if it's shown it on, 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 on TV, but he was sat on the ground on his own for like 10 minutes after the final whistle, just sat in that same position where the cross came in. He was just sat Is there, it? like, yeah, he just sat there with his head to his hand. And I was thinking, he's taking this on himself here. To be fair, I was quiet for fair play to him. He's taking this on himself here. He knows he should have stopped the cross. Um, mm. but having said that, though, Harry Kane was giving the set of rabs the, 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 the job yesterday, he was giving him a run around, and I had not to the lights I had not seen before. But like I said, I you have bad games. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and pretend that anything was great about yesterday's game. You know, even the attack, I don't think anyone played particularly well, to be honest with you. And we've done our usual keeping the ball, but without anything special happening. And yeah, no one can't come out of there with their head or line. Like you say, the crosses coming into the box and, and came finding yards in there, reaching to space in that midfield. Yeah, and then obviously when we were getting the ball, it was slow, pedestrian and just, just nothing in the way of um, yeah. looking, looking like we were going to do the job. But it's what it is. It was one of them bad days at the office. I've got to take this week on the chin, Anna. Yeah, you've got to take it. Are you worried at all? Because you obviously you weren't you weren't watching it on the telly, but on the telly, the, the usual Scouse Fest kicks in. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it took them about half an hour to mention Spurs. They were that busy talking about Liverpool, who weren't even playing. <laughs> Because, you know, yeah. Jamie Carrigan and everyone else, and oh, Liverpool back in a title race, and it's a big game now, and all this, that, and the other, which was knocking me sick, because I can't really enjoy City losing if it means Liverpool are moving a step closer to potentially winning the title. Certainly not as much as I want to, anyway. So, are you worried at all? You yeah, can I was... My... Sorry, let me ask you a question, then. So, would you yeah. rather... Because I, I, I know what I think, anyway, but yeah. as you as a United fan, would you prefer... Who would you prefer to win the title, City or Liverpool? City, 100%. And let right, me, let me explain here. that before I get pelters, yeah? Go on. Liverpool win the title, they go level with us on titles. You're never yeah. going to hear the end of that. And it, that was Fergie's thing, knocking them off the perch, and he did it. And then they get back to level with us. City will still be 12 behind us, whatever it is. City, yeah. I've got City fan friends, you know, me and Mike's get on. I've got other people that I know what City fans are. I can stomach them. Liverpool yeah. fans are unbearable. They're unbearable. <laughs> like, I could not do what we do with a Liverpool fan every week. I wouldn't. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I would not real. do this. I don't getting and cancelled. you do, you do know if Liverpool do win it this year, yeah, that is more incentive for them to go and do it. That's it, then, isn't it? That's yeah. the next challenge. You know, to you know again and that. exactly. And the, the get above us and all that. And the saving grace when they when they won it for the first time in thirty years was there was no fans. 
So it was kind of like <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There in an empty stadium, like, ah, oh, yeah, you might have won it for the first time in 30 years, but you've done it in front of nobody. So, no. yeah, 100%, bro. Uh, listen, I know there's a new generation of Reds, right, who might be a little bit different because they're seeing City win all these things and you've got that rivalry with the local neighbours and stuff where it's like, you know, you go to school or you're at college or uni or your friends or you're working with City fans, so it's more in your face. But for me, it's not a great choice, but I'd rather City win it. So that's why it tempered my enjoyment of that a little bit because I'm like, here we go with the scousiness now. And that was what it was like. So that's why I'm asking Mike, do you, are you worried because... The, the sort of stuff on, on the telly was like, yeah, this is the title race blown wide open now. Are you feeling yeah, that? I, I, I've, yeah, so, yeah, I've always thought, the title, I've never thought the title race was, was ever closed in that. So, hmm. at the time when everyone was writing it off, I think we had like a 12-point gap on Liverpool with they had like shed loads of games in hand. But if you narrow down those games, two defeats and a draw brings them level, which over the course of 20 games is absolutely nothing. So I, I didn't understand what all this is all done and dusty with. So what we've done, we've had one of those defeats. We've had one defeat and a draw. And now the three points behind another defeat. And then the level. So to me, I've, I've said this on here. I've said it all the time. It was never over. Liverpool just didn't play any games. Caught a couple of calls off for COVID. Went off and played in whatever tournament. I don't know. They just didn't have a few games and stuff. And now mm. they're catching up. They've only one game behind. They're going to be three points behind. And that's about right. They've left less teams than us this season. So, so yeah, it is a title race and it was never off. Um, what I would say, though, is I hope this does give us a kick up the, right, we, we go again. It's kick us into gear kind of thing. Because that mm, yesterday mm. was... Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. So, in the stadium, though, obviously, when you went 2-1 up and then, obviously, sorry, you equalised, you got the 2 or whatever. You got... Then, like... What was the what 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 was the atmosphere in the stands? Was it one of like, come on, man, to do this thing? Was it was it kind of yeah, tetchy yeah, or was, was it? It was frustration. Was it? it was frustration. Do you know what? It was funny. You mm. right, so as you, as you, I think I seen you throw on Twitter something about Nathan 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 Aki only getting games in Cat D games and stuff. And yeah, that's how, yeah, yeah. That's how some of the Sicilian works with the Catery and the games and stuff like. <laughs> but um, so Spurs has always been classed as one of like the Cat E games, isn't it? And every time yeah. we have, like, a, when we play one of the United, um, Spurs, Liverpool, Chelsea and stuff, there's always that. It's probably the same at every other big ground, like, every other um, top um, club in the country. Where there's always this this desperation to win. Like, mm. so you're more, no matter what, you back the team. You back the team. Yesterday was funny. There was more of an expectancy. Like, how are we mm. losing to this? Look, yeah. even though it's Spurs <laughs> kind of thing, which is mad. Because even when Arsenal come, Arsenal come there, there was, even though Arsenal aren't that great at the minute, there's still a bit of, it's Arsenal, we've got to... We're, and it's usually like that when we play Spurs, to be honest. When we play Spurs, it's still this hard. And Spurs are our bogey team. So there's a lot yeah. of people that were actually worried. Um, but as the game was progressing, I, I just sense frustration how we lose this. Well, obviously, once we cry, it's like, right, come on now. We should go on and take it. And then when they scored again, it was like, really? Okay. Yeah, now to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, you mentioned bogey team there, but one of your bogey players is Huming Son. Listen, he's underrated him, you know, because he likes to run into and he does it very well, and he always seems to terrorise City. You get me? I bet City fans are out there thinking, why is this guy never on military service anytime the City fixer <laughs> come, come, comes around? You get me? Because let me tell you something, yeah. Kane did his job. I think Kane's been overhyped, by the way, because I do oh, think some do of his group on it. I'm glad you said that because he yeah. had a good game, right? He did have a good yeah. game, Harry Kane. That's there's nothing insightful or re- uh, revolutionary about me saying that. But yeah. the way people were talking about him after that game, you mentioned there, he was given a lot of space for me to play yeah. those balls. And they were good balls, but they weren't the most difficult passes I've ever seen. And obviously, he scored his goal as well. But the way people were talking about that performance by Harry Kane after the game was, that's the greatest Premier League performance I've ever seen and all this. I was like, hold on. Hold yeah. on a minute. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah, yeah, do you know when I hear stuff like that? Right. Come on! It, it tends to it lets me know how much, like the league and opposition fans, kind of where they've got City and the Reds in it. Because as long as you score, you do something, you get a result, and it, oh, like the Southampton game where we just missed about a shed load of chances, and that was a great when we drew there. That was the greatest performance ever, apparently. But <laughs> it happens when a team gets gets anything yeah. from us. Get me? Because yeah. like I said, I didn't hear this much fallout, like this much hype and thinking. When Palace came here and beat us. Callas came there, beat us 2 0. And that, that Callagher got a bit of put into the, the spotlight for, for, for a bit. But I feel like yeah. people feel this means more to others because, like you said, there's a couple of star boys in there in Kane and stuff. And yeah. But yeah, like now nah, I hear that. Playing, they've done a number on us. So. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, the digits in it is what it is. But 
I want to talk about the crossing thing because this was quite a big thing. I noticed it myself. I don't know what you felt in the stadium, how you've seen it, but like the crosses City were putting in, I'm thinking, okay, whipping the crosses. Then I'm looking at, I'm thinking like Sterling, Holden, Bernardo. They're not winning no headers. So I'm looking to the bench and I'm thinking, why is Pep not throwing on the lap at least? Obviously, you're not thinking it's going to be a hurricane, but he might give Eric Dyer a little shoulder barge. They might have a couple of tussles on the penalty spot. I think, do you know what I mean? Like, why... Why didn't he bring on Delap, bro? Because sometimes the kid can come on, and all United fans know about guys like Bakeda and that. Sometimes a kid can come on and do something. He came on against Norwich, won a penalty. Like, why didn't Pep throw him on, man? I just think he's at that stage where he thought the guys out there are, are the answers to the question at the minute. And it, like you said, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna stand there and start questioning the guy that got us to a point where we're now three points clear at the top of the table. Um, do we mm. how he's done it all season and for one game? Where it doesn't come off, why did he abandon everything he does mm. week in, week out? Mm. So I get the point though. Why did he put someone there that's kind of physical? Because he's quite a physical unit, that Delap actually. A more of a physical presence in that box. Yeah. For something different. And maybe he thought, mm, I'm not sure with the physical presence Spurs have got at the back that it, it will be physical enough. So we'll keep doing what we're doing. And hopefully, one of the guys up top, because in Mares, I think it was Mares, Bernardo, and, and um, folding towards the end. Um, you think, yeah, because you know what it looked like to me. Yeah, it looked like it just looked like one of them games where City just needed it to go in over the line. Do you know one of them bungly goals in the penalty area? It just looked like because you know what I heard Pep say the other day. He said, Oh, yeah, um, the lap in training, he's always fighting with um, Laporte and Diaz, and he gives a good account of himself. And he looks that kind of kid off. What you know what? This is when the last 15 minutes, 10 minutes or so, I that throw the kid on, man, because he looks like he'll go out there, hunger, he probably bungle it in off his kneecap and all that. Do you know what I mean? He just looked like one of them games where you just needed something like that to drop in a six yard box from Manchester, took it in. It weren't going to be a beautiful goal scored because Conte, he, 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 you know what? He watched them tapes. He did. He watched them tapes and closed those pockets and did what he had to do and got out of there. Obviously, he had Harry Kane up the other end doing the business and all that. But do you know what? Going back to what you said about Pincello, I like that accountability. Were the fans behind him still, though? When, yeah, when he was yeah, sat yeah. down? Even, yeah, even, yeah, never almost got it. Listen, uh, at the moment, there isn't that. When we, if, like you say, we've lost that game or we have a disappointing result, I think I've noticed we just take it on the chin because I think maybe it's an arrogance. We just think we're good in it. Like, we'll sort it out <laughs> next week. We'll sort it out <laughs> next week. But there wasn't a. I, I didn't leave there worried about, like, oh, my God, when are we going to win our next game? <laughs> That'll just be like well over dramatic and stuff so yeah mm. it, it was weird it was to be fair I don't think many people noticed I just seen him sat there people were heading out um, the players just kind of went all to the sort of circle of the Spurs celebrated but everyone was kind of heading to our so you're like, at the end where you kind of walking to get out and I don't mm. know what the traffic jam is at the end because if everyone's mm. walking out I don't know why you get stuck on the table the for some reason you're coming down the steps you always have to stand there for like 10, 15 because there's a bit of a traffic jam at the um, uh, where you get out. Yeah, probably Paul and Tommy having a, having a chat, innit? Do you know what I mean? Holding up proceedings and all that. Like, guys <laughs> want to get to the car and get home and that. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, nah, do you know there, what? Go on, bro. It looks like he was sat there and just, just contemplate, like, like he, he took it on himself. His head was down and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, yeah. We, we, like you said, it's one of them where you're not going to win every week. You, you no, I hear that. I hear that. Just, just don't let... That. Just don't let complacency slip in now, you lot. Do you hear me? Don't be giving it all this like, oh, just one of them. I'm telling you. you better, yeah, no, I don't I, hey, no, hey, seriously. Well, I don't want to be Make sure Liverpool don't win this title. Hey, like, you know. uh, it's just one of them when the Scousers go and win at the Etihad. It's me and you'll be having words. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Motty. I tell you now, hey. if it's, if, if it's, I bet you, uh, it'll be... I hope we are our next home games. But I think it might... It might be you lot, actually. Well, there you, there you go. There's, there's, yeah, yeah, don't, so don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will be screaming from the, screaming from the rooftops. If I think you, the yeah, yeah, I think it is, actually. Your next home game, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I might get in there, you know, Mike. I might in there, throw a coin at you or something, mate. I might I might get in I, there I, for the derby day. You I, get I me? Having, I won't be having a go at Ralph Radnick if he decides to give the kids a run out for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But listen, I tell you, I, I tell you, listen, I watched the boxing. I don't refuse to watch Dick Khan and Brook and uh, against Kel, Kel Brook and all, like MEN Arena, 9X Tours Lot. Do you get me? For those who know about the Manchester Evening News Arena, it's old school 9X Tours. Do you get me? But listen, right? There was an incident in it. And obviously, the video was going around and that, like, uh, another Sunday I woke up and, 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 and I'm getting sent things and that. Do you get me? So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, what's this? Seen folding there with his family and I seen his girlfriend and I seen his mum. Then I seen a few man 
antagonizing like like the situation and I see with them start throwing lefts and rights and pushing and all that and I thought, okay, is this what it is? I thought that's a bit mad. The first thing that came in my head though was right, where was the security? Do you know what I mean? So obviously the video was getting played around, got sent around, people commenting on it, where, 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 hit the news, it's all over social media, whatever, whatever. So obviously Manchester City have got all of it. They've made a club statement. Um so I'm going I'm gonna read a a bit of the statement. It says, the club is aware of a video which is circulated on social media showing Phil Foden and his family being harassed and abused. We are shocked and appalled by the nature of the abuse and ensuing assault on one of Phil's family members. We will continue to give Phil and his family all the support and assistance they need. So my question is, why, and this is not a Manchester City, by the way, this is just a general question. Where was the assistance in the first place, Mike's? Like, is this, is this up to the player to get security? Do players even need security like that? Or is it up to the individual to go and sort it out for themselves, do you reckon? So, uh, to be fair, I don't think anyone should need security, personally. That's, that's just my own personal view. But in that instance there, I don't think players... The only, I, I can't think of too many players that I've got personal security guards that trudging around the place. In terms of in that arena there, I think it's changed its name to the AO Arena or I was about like to that. say that, but Pundit was trying to be modern with the Manchester Evening News Arena. That <laughs> for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've not, listen, I've not been in that arena yet for last week. I don't know what I went to in that arena last week. I can't remember what. Might have been the Eminem concert or something off the like that. Bro, it was ages ago, you get me. I've not been there for time. Last thing I remember it as was nine, but go ahead anyway, bro. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, the arena. We'll, we'll settle with the arena. Yeah, yeah, let's it's gonna do be that. funny when because we're building one just in case you didn't know next to our ground, so we'll get one there soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the security thing, I don't players the football, they shouldn't need security. That, 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 that is beyond the joke, and that it, it's weird that I, we just live in this this time in it where, but why, why, why don't they? The multi million pound people, rich people in it, like billionaires, millionaires. So, what so you mean? So you should need someone to walk down the street. Well, no. no I what mean, I'm saying, I, I, to, well, I, I, obviously, I, I, if you're a target, you're a target, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I know Ronaldo, Ronaldo has it, don't he? Ronaldo has his little team, <laughs> well, like, he's, like he's the president. Like, but to be fair, I kind of get it. But I, I always think, like, with this, do you, do you think, like, obviously, what happened was was awful? I'm not condoning that at all. You know, especially when his mum's getting the thing or whatever happened there. Let's just out of order. But do you think this is like a bit of a a kind of thing that could happen to anyone. Yeah, a yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, is this necessarily a, oh, it's a footballer, we should all get footballers, we should all get security? Because... No, 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 sorry. I, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. No, he was targeted because right. he's a well-known footballer, right. obviously, in it. So, yeah. like you said, he'd have walked... That, to be fair, that, it, that, that could easily have been another well-known, but probably not a boxer because the guy had got his head pounded in, but that could have been... A basketballer, it could have been another pop star, it could have been... It was yeah. a celebrity, so I get Pundit's point. You celebrities, because um, I, I don't know why people feel the need to treat them differently, but people do need security because they're being treated different. And so there's two questions: personal security. No, you should be able to go to an event that you paid for a ticket for. Because if you pay for a ticket for a football match, part of that is you, you, you need to be safe. That's why stewards and police are in the ground, isn't it? So yeah. the same at a boxing event. So the fact that around that VIP area, because that's where all the boxes are. Uh, I nearly called it nine X myself then. That's where all the boxes <laughs> are at, at, the, at the arena there. So the fact that there was so many people just swimming backstage, because I've tried, you can't just walk, get back. It's a door, but you can't, when you get back behind there, it, it's pretty tough to get in bro, there. Bro, that's what I was thinking when I seen the oh, three man just what, chilling man? outside the room and that. I'm you thinking, what, bro, how they got there like that? But sometimes, especially at boxing events, <laughs> ironically enough, even in the VIP, but bit you get people that just have too much beer and want to kick off and cause trouble yeah, in yeah. the 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like I've done a few, like I've been to a couple of events where in the VIP bit and you, you wouldn't think it's a VIP bit. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. just getting, it's like, hang on a minute, this could just be, and also yes, the security, especially after the arena and what happened there, the, the security has been stepped up and that, but it's not infallible. People like, I've, you know, I've gone looking for my, my friend had a box there once with Barclays Bank and I didn't have a box and I went and found him mm. got in his box. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's doable. So there's all sorts of things there to take into consideration. <laughs> to like, be honest, on, that's it. Go on, yeah, sorry. you're right, Motty. You know, because <laughs> Mike's, <laughs> but, yeah, the security at the 9x has to be a bit sorted out. The man have been rushing them doors. <laughs> the man have been rushing the 9x doors, and uh, what, what, what was it called? 
the arena, the old them doors have been rushed a good few times in concerts over the years. So if the if the security is still not still not tight, then why anyone anyone's you know, getting in that guy? As well, you've got like some kid who's on like fourteen pound, no, not fourteen pound now, but like minimum wage. He's like, yeah. yeah, you just stand at this door and with this this clipboard or whatever. And you know what I mean? Like, he's not with anyone. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, mean? I tell like, you what though. I tell you what though, Foden's mum Claire, yo, she was ready. She was more ready than Amir Khan. Do you get me when she stepped out of that room, bro? She stepped out. She was ready for a brawl, mate. You get obviously, you know what I mean? She shouldn't put her hands on man and he, he should be thumping her back and all that. But do you know what I mean? These things go on in it. So yeah, it was just a bit of a mad thing to see online today and that. Do you know what I'm saying? So obviously, hopefully it's all get sorted out. It was just one of them things, and do you know what I mean? It's but been going it, um, on as well, like. I'm not like I say. I'm not condoning any of that because you don't want to see it. But it's it go. It's been going on for years. That sort of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've talked to a few ex players and stuff, and said that, you know it's been going on for since day one. They used to get it when they used to go out. It still goes on. I think the difference now is more people have got a phone out to film it, and that's what's happened with that one, isn't it? It's on. Yeah. It's on social media before my man's put the fire extinguisher down. It's just straight. Yeah, yeah, down there, yeah. Isn't it? Like, yeah, he was swinging. When... Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. So yeah, my man was swinging, you know. Now I hear that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean, it is what it is type of thing. But yeah, um, I think everyone was all right after that event. Anyway, do you know what I mean? But yeah, big up Kel Brook, by the way. He 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 done his thing. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not even a big boxing fan, but I tuned into that still. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's what it is. So going back to the title race a second now, yeah. Do you do you do you man think Klopp needs another domestic trophy though for his legacy at Liverpool to even stand up? Because he gets compared to Pep, he gets compared to a lot of man out here. Like, well, does he deserve really to be in this run? Does he have to win this title? Remember, he's only won one domestic trophy in six years. I like saying it. He's only won one domestic trophy in six years. So, <laughs> does he have to win this title and wrestle it from Pep for us to look at him in a slightly different light? Or is it a case of, now, nah, do you know what? So long as Liverpool are challenging City, because City are the best team right about now, and I've been over the last few years, that's enough for him. I think I think he needs either a Premier League or another Champions League to really be in that conversation. Like, they're, mm. in, the, they're in the... Is it the League Cup final they're in? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, not this, the, the, you know putting that composition down, but it's not the same as winning a Premier League or a Champions League. I think if he wins another Premier League or he wins another Champions League, then you can start having them conversations. Do you know what I mean? Then you can start saying, okay, this guy is in the, the top tier managers who've ever been in the Premier League. Now, at the minute, obviously, he's won the, he's won the two big ones. He's won the Premier League and he's won the Champions League. So you give him credit for that. But he's also lost the League Cup final. He's lost the Champions League final. He's lost the Europa League final at Liverpool, let alone when he was at Dortmund. So he's lost yeah. three finals at Liverpool. So mm. it's not like been a complete success. Do you know what I mean? And like, let's not forget, he won the title and then put up one of the worst title defences in recent memory. It was, up there with the, <laughs> it was up there with the David Moyes at United and Leicester. Do you know what I mean? Hey, like, Moyes, everyone on. forgot about that, you know, bro. Did he, everyone was, he, forgot it, about it, that. It was like, people like gave him a pass because of COVID, like, oh, there's no fans in the ground. Well, so? What's that going to do anything? That's how you won the title and you've lost six at home on a spin, bro. That is awful. Yeah. That is yeah. a disgraceful title defence, yeah? But he gets a pass because it's Jurgen Klopp and he's quirky and he hugs reporters. Nah, yeah. I'm with you. He has to do more if he wants to be in a conversation with the Fergusons and the Guardiolas and them types of managers. Because I don't think he's Yeah, there. nah, he can't even enter the Ferguson conversation. Nah, can he act? Can he act? Not at all. He can't, he he's can't done, enter he's that. Done, he's done well, but let's not, you know, there's two things you have to remember here. He's had a bit of time, yeah? He's, he got like, he had, what was it, four seasons or whatever before he won the title. You know, he finished eighth one season. He kept his job. He's had money. You know, they spent mm. £75 million on Virgil van Dijk. They spent big money on the goalkeeper. They spent big money on midfielders as well. Like, people act like they just, you know, they're all Trent Alexander-Arnold coming from the youth. They're not. He's spent a lot of money. He's had time. But, to be fair, he's had success. But he's not had sustained success. And he's not had repeated success. And that's what he needs to achieve if he wants to be considered, for me anyway, one of the best managers about. Nah, for real. I, I, I back that all the way. And one thing I will say about, about, about the Liverpool thing, challenging City for this title, is obviously I don't think Klopp's rebuilt this team yet. So I, I've seen Pep rebuild City. I've seen Fergie rebuild United. I've not seen Klopp win a title without, without the key men from his first build. These key men are Van Dijk, Salah, Mane. Yeah? He has to... For, me, for him to enter Pep Guardiola combos, him to end all Alex Ferguson combos, he has to win a Premier League title without them three. Because Ferguson got rid of main men. 
Van Nistelrooy, Japstam, Roy Keane, still won titles. Pep Guardiola, lost men. David Silva, Sergio Aguero, Yaya Torre, Vincent Company won Premier Leagues. So Klopp, he has to lose a few men and win the Prem before we can even sit down at, at the table with these, with, these, with these hitters. Do you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, it, it is what it is. I think it's going to go all the way. One of the interesting point, though, is both teams, City and Liverpool, City have scored 63 goals. Liverpool have scored 64. Now, I think scoring goals is, well, we all know a lot of the time the team that wins the least scores the most goals. And them two teams seem to score a lot of goals, isn't it? The next, the next highest is Chelsea. They're on 49. Then it's United on 44. So, and that's the top four. So, when you look at it, United and Chelsea are quite, what, 15, 10 goals away. Do you know what I mean? From, from, from even challenging the likes of Liverpool and City in terms of goal scoring, do you know what I mean? But I think it's going to go right down to the wire, you know, because I think, I think both teams the, are going to lose again. Do you get me? I, th- I think that game in the Etihad, obviously, it's, you know, again, it's the obvious thing, but it's true. It's just huge. I think yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because, you know, you've seen it. I- I've seen it back in the day when it was us against Arsenal and, and you know, they beat us at, at Old Trafford in 98. Bookies had paid out on us to win the title that season because we were 12 points clear at one point. And we lost mm. it. They beat us at Old Trafford. Likewise, we did it to Newcastle. We won at uh, St. James's 1-0. And, and that yeah. sort of thing. So those games, you know, City did it a few years ago when Liverpool went there, seven points clear, didn't they? And they could have... Mm. Well, sorry, ten, was it ten points clear? And they could have made it 13. And then you think, oh, it's all over. But City did what they needed to do. Yeah, it happened in our first title winning year. Who yeah. We played, we, played, uh, we played you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that was never a, ta- that was never a deciding hey. game. That was over. That hey, was one 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 the 1-0. The 1-0. <laughs> hey. Oh, the one 0 Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you mean sorry? Yeah, I thought you meant. I thought you meant the Jose chance. era. Yeah, yeah. No, there you go. No, it pains me to say it, but yeah, that was you know that's that shifted it, didn't it? And that's that's what you know. That's that game there, right there. Now you're right. If if Liverpool win that game, then I fancy for it. If City win it, I think it's yours to lose. Yeah. Well, there was one team that didn't lose this weekend, my. Finally, you know that team. Finally, was... finally, man. It feels like it's been about. Six months <laughs> since it's been us, us with the hey, lights on this podcast. Hey, listen, all you Reds, yeah, give yourselves a pat, pat, a pat on the back. You get me? We've had no more stick from Mike this week. It was our turn. Do you get me? But listen, let me tell you something. I tuned in Sunday afternoon. I had my fruit shake and all that. Turned in. I thought I was watching dolphins at a sea life centre. There was water everywhere on that pitch. Listen, I see man flying about. Scotty McTominay rattling and battling flying about in British mud and all that. Do you get me? Rosie's Derby. If you don't know, you need to get to know Yorkshire versus Lancashire. Come on, man. It's old school. It was a throwback match. I thought it was going to be pork chopped at half time and all of that. Do you get yeah, me? But before, listen. Before you crack on, can I get Go on. Or do I have to stay here and listen to this? No, nah, you have to stay here and, and listen to it. Listen, <laughs> me and Pundit have sat here listening to you talking about <laughs> battering teams left, right and centre, including United, <laughs> by the way. I hasten to add. Right? So you'll sit there and you will listen to us knowing about beating Leeds United. Thank you, son. <laughs> right. Listen, let's get into it because you know something, yeah? it was a one. Hey, hey, my heart jumped for joy when I saw that header go in from a set piece finally, Motty. Eric Ramsey's plan is finally play, paid off. Talk to me, bro. 140 <laughs> corners is all it took for us to score. <laughs> It was like, it was unreal. Like, our last Premier League goal from a set piece was against Sheffield United, sort of like a year and a bit ago or something. It's crazy. But that sort of yeah. set the tone a little bit because it's like, Maguire gets his goal. You think, oh, God, a minute, what's going on here? We score from a set piece. Sort of happened here. <laughs> Sancho was on fire today, by the way. Absolutely superb. Great ball for Bruno's goal. Lovely little dink there and across. And you think, it's happy days, this. We're flying. Leeds fans are screwing, fuming, going in at half time, 2 0 down. And then, even by United standards, I've never seen anything like that. 24 seconds for them to score two goals. I was like, one of them is a cross as well. It's blatantly a cross. You can see the kid looking up to do the cross. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be another one of them. And you know them moments where you think, why do we put ourselves through this? I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, I'm fuming. This is horrible. I hate Leeds with a passion. Their fans are going berserk. And you think this is horrible. Pogba, I thought, was playing really well. Gets took off for Fred. I don't know if that's with one eye in Madrid or whatever. And I was on a watch along and I said, well, we've just massively weakened our midfield. <laughs> and mm. then Fred, Fred gets the goal. <laughs> I was like, what? And then Alanga celebrating the goal with Fred gets it with a coin from the Leeds fans. It's nothing new there. And for him to get the fourth, poetic, poetic justice. Just a great yeah. day, man. Great day to be a Red. Now, 100%, man. Do you know what? Yeah, I was watching the game. I felt like I said it. It was a bit of a mad game, a bit of a throwback feel to it. Do you know what I mean? I, love, I liked it, though. Do you know what I mean? The atmosphere and all that. And obviously... You're jumping for joy when United went 2-0 up. And I'm going to talk about Sancho for a sec because he's been United's best player for the last few weeks, you know, when obviously 
we always said it was going to take a bit of time, do you know what I mean, for him to settle down. But he seems like he's got that left-wing spot on lock right about now. His close control, his vision, his touch composure, do you know what I mean, the right pass, the right way to pass, all of that, all of that. And he's young as well. And we saw that in Dortmund. And he's come to Manchester United. And like I said, he's had a difficult start. He had four managers in five months or something crazy like that. Do you know what I mean? Now he's got Ralph, who, who actually said he's spoken to him, sat down with him, do you know what I mean? Spoke to him about, about all his qualities and how he can work in the United team. And it seems to be paying up. Pogba was superb. But, oh, my Lord. The way he skinned that Leeds defender. Bro, gave him the shimmy and shift. You give him man the shimmy and shift to Ellen Rowe. Come on. <laughs> hey, right. and then he jumped up for joy, mate. Come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Bad boy. But listen, past the Fred, getting the goal, came on. And that's what you get paid for as a manager. You make your substitutions and you hope you and you hope your substitutions work. And it worked like magic. Do you know what I mean? I was speaking to my boy. He he was there, do you know what I mean? He's Bellamy saying, yo, do you know what? Yo, sick in here. Because he said he couldn't really see the um the first was no the second goal, I think the Bruno one. He said the ball seemed like it was hanging in the air for yeah. ages. You get me before Bruno headed it. I said, Yeah, I had to explain to him. I said, Yeah, a lovely little dink that from Sancho, do you know what I mean? And it was a good goal, but like, like, like me, no money in it. Anytime you go to Ellen Road, all you want to do is get out of there, three points. Get me? Get out of yeah. there, three points, come home, that's it. Leave them crying, do you know what I mean? But I'll tell you what I did see, and I'll tell yeah. you what I do, what I big up. The United fans in the away section, because listen, you, man, really? were making noise. Hella noise. Yeah. You get that? I heard River Mesa dance. I was, listen, I was singing along to it. Listen, I, I was singing along to it. I was buzzing, you get me? So, yeah, I heard the United fans. Big up all the United fans. I saw the flare and all that, do you know what I mean? The atmosphere was rocking, so it was a nice win. So, but Motty, that's only two defeats in fifteen now for, for Ralph. You know, he steadied the ship, hasn't he? He's done. He has, it's a big game today because this is a sort of game where you look at it his time differently. If United lose, do you know what I mean? You yeah. go, we've not. This is this is this hasn't really worked out. It's one of those games where you go, oh, do you know what? Since Ragnick's come in, I don't know if it's really had the effect we want. Whereas, because you win, you go actually. We've got a fighting chance against North Atletico Madrid. That's a very winnable game. Let's not kid ourselves. It is. We're doing mm. all right in the league. We're in the top four. No Arsenal got games in hand. And we've, you know, we've restored a bit of pride. You know, we've lost to Liverpool this season. We've lost to City this season. And we've lost, lost convincingly to both those teams. Leeds is a different story because we beat them earlier this season. If we lose to them, you go in, what is going on here? This is just a complete disaster. You know, you've, you've got no pride as a United fan. So to get that win, you can see, like you said, you know, Ragnick, he made those substitutions. I didn't question the Lingard for the Langer one because I thought, you know, Lingard wasn't really doing anything. The, the Fred one was a bit like, Pogba's doing well here. What's going on? Is this, you know, is this game management for, for, for Madrid or whatever? Or is he just think he's tired or whatever? But it worked perfectly, man. So that's got to give the players and the, the, the certainly the fans a lot of belief going into, into Madrid. And I hear you on the, the, the Ellen Road front, bro. I've been there and it is the worst ground I've ever been to. It's a horrible ground to go to. In terms of the Leeds fans, I've never seen, you know, abuse like it. And I've been to a few ways. So, yeah, they, they did us proud. And the, the team did us proud as well. And now we can go to Madrid with our tails up and, and have a little bit of positivity, which has been lacking at United this season. So, yeah, you're right. No, I hear that. One interesting thing, though, I thought was um, Ralph really liked, he really, really likes Alanga, in it? Because, you know, something, when he, obviously when he made the substitution, he, he kind of brought on Alanga before he brought on Rashford, didn't it? Rash, Rash has got a bit of a fight on his hands. And I wanted to work like to... Um, to win his place back, do you know what I mean? Obviously, Sancho's doing his thing on the left. Alango some played on the right the other night as well, do you know what I mean? So there's a little bit of a battle going on there. I think Ralph likes question, Rashford. Question on, question on that. Because I've got go on. I didn't tune into that nonsense today. <laughs> <laughs> question on that. Did um is 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 Alango playing better? Who's offering the team more at the minute? I think I might ask you this. That's me, Bomb. You did, Who's offering the team relevant. more? Who? You you did, but you did. I think you've asked this before, but it's relevant now because Marcus against Brighton, and I love Marcus Rashford. I keep saying this, he's my favourite player for a multitude of reasons, not just what he does on the pitch, but I'm a big fan of what he does off it. But against Brighton, he was woeful. He had a cameo, he came on, and you know, you can feel the crowd are like, what is going on with him? He just kept giving it away. Nothing was working for him. Yeah. I felt bad for him because, I like, like I say, he was getting a bit of stick after the Southampton game for their goal. People were pointing out he didn't track back and all this. He's not in a good place at the minute, Marcus, in terms of his form. Ilanga is. There's a bit of positivity and a bit of, you know, like you feel like he's he's got that devil-may-care attitude as a kid. And he did something today, which I think is a good sign because he got the ball from Sancho. Sancho was great today, did a great run. Give it him more or less on a plate. And it was a pass back, basically. His shot was terrible. He just mm. left-footed shot straight at the keeper, not any power in it. I'm like, oh, what? And then five minutes later, another chance, he takes it, which I'm always a big fan of players, not letting their heads drop. Mm -hmm. So for me, Alanga, just on current form, 
of the of the fact he's got more confidence. He seems to have his head up. I think he deserves to be in that team. And you know, like I said earlier, I'm a big fan of Marcus Rashford, but he's just something's not quite right with him. I just wanted to ask Pundit one thing though before we get off United. Me and you went so to toe on Aaron Bissaka, right? What is this guy about, <laughs> Pundit? Explain it to me, right? Because I seen him, right? At one point today, right? He flew into two tackles, right? And I jumped out of the seat and applauded him, right? I went, yeah. well done, son. Five minutes later, right? We're down the other end of the pitch. He tried to do a Cruyff turn on the edge of their box and then tried to kick it through five Leeds players from a shot as he was falling over. Who is this guy? What is he about? Because I've never seen anything like it, man. I just don't get him anymore. Yo, this guy is wild. He's, he's, he's wild, bro. Yo, he's wild, G. I'm telling, I'm telling you now. He, do you know what it is, bro? It all comes down to technique. How you control the ball, how you how you manoeuvre your body, your body yeah. shape, the way you take the ball, your way you dribble. Bro, he's got duck foot. So because he's got duck foot and his feet are different now, yeah? He can't control the ball properly. Do you get me? When you watch him, bro, it just looks awkward, fam. And like, as a professional footballer, everybody's got different styles and shapes and sizes and all of that. So we can, you know what I mean? Like, we can accept that, but the technical ability of my man, yo, I don't know where, I don't know what them scouts seen in this guy to make them think, listen, bring him to Man United. And listen, you see, the slide tackling's good and all that. And listen, yeah, yeah. it was a good day for it, innit? There's water on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, down, yeah. get your yeah, shirt yeah. dirty. Do you know what I mean? He loves it. He loved all of that. Yeah. But when it comes to playing the ball and passing it and spreading playing, feeding the ball through between the lines, one-twos around the back, edge of the area, get it back, chop, get it back again, whip it in. That's not wan game. It's not his game, bro. So, I, I, you know what? So, you know what? I, I, didn't I, even, I, didn't, I, said, I said it on the thought so long, and I don't like to slag off players, you know me, but I don't like it when they go a close-up of his face, you know, like, because he looks confused. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like the guy don't look like... It looks like he's doing long division in his head or something, or like, he don't know where he is. Like, Yo, I, listen. I don't like it when they go close up on Wambasaka because he looks like he doesn't know what day it is. And, yeah, you know, he's always chewing gum and all that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is what it is. This but listen, going, going back going back to the Alanga thing to answer your question, Mike, I think obviously Russia's got a lot of work hard to he's, he's in a hole and I think he needs to dig himself out of it. But I think what Alanga is doing, like Ralph Lights, yeah, you see when you're a kid, yeah, you've got exuberance in it. And for example, Brighton the other day, it was Alanga closed down the defender and the Brighton defender got a red card. Now, at the moment, you're not really seeing that intensity from Marcus, in it? And Ralph's all about intensity and running and working hard and giving a shift in rear. And I'm not for one minute saying Marcus doesn't work hard because I don't believe he steps onto that pitch thinking, I'm not going to work hard today. Now, his body language might suggest that. Some of his actions might suggest that. But I don't think he wants to. He's a United fan. He's a United fan himself. He's not going to go out there and think, oh, I'm just not going to work hard today. So, yeah. I get, I, I get that he's making mistakes. I get that the way it looks and his perception of the way he's running and the way he's not tracking back as fast as possible isn't looking great for him right about now. And he's going to have to dig deep because, you know, all of us know what happens in football. A new kid comes along all the time. And before you know it, you're at Sevilla with, with you know, Martial. Do you, know you what, get me? Though, That's what I, happens. You're right, Puna. And I think people don't ever have this conversation about certain certain players, but... Confidence is a thing that it can happen to any player. And, you know, Marcus has played a lot of football. He can still suffer from a loss of confidence. And sometimes yeah, when, you're, when you lose confidence, people assume you're being lazy at times or your attitude is bad. They like to say that about certain players. Yet, if you're, you see a player who's got a bad attitude, you'll see a player that's got a loss of confidence. The symptoms are almost the same. They won't want mm. the ball all the time. They won't they'll, they'll like go into them, playing within themselves, snatching at things, you know, little things like that. And I just yeah. think, Marcus, I'm with you on everything you've just said. I think he's a mad red. He tries his hardest. He wants, you know, he wants to succeed at United. I think he's suffering from a loss of confidence. And you can feel it from the crowd as well. I felt it against Brighton. And we just need, at a minute, sometimes when that's happening with a player, he just needs a, a bit of time out of the limelight or a bit of a, you know, out of the firing yeah. line. And, and today was a good game for that because Elanga's obviously come on and done well. And we're not talking about, oh, did Marcus Rashford make any mistake? Did he cost us anything or whatever? And he just needs a bit of that in a minute because, you know, like Marcus Rashford, obviously... You know, he's famous for helping people when they're struggling and that, but do you know what I mean? He's really struggling at the minute. And just, I think a few fans need to get behind him a bit more. Yeah, do you know, it is what it is. Football moves quick, in it? It moves very, very, very quick. And a blink of an eye, Marcus is, what, 25 this year? Do you get me? Yeah. So he's coming He's coming into a, a period of, of his career where he's going to start being looked at. Well, he's looked upon like that now, really, to be his, like one of the main men, in it? And at yeah. Manchester United, I don't think people understand the pressure that's on you at Manchester United. If you're not going to deliver, you're going to get moved on. 
It's as yeah. simple as that because over the years, United go out and buy forwards, they go and buy £80 million Sancho's, they go and buy £30 million Rooney's when no one was paying that. Do you know what I mean? They go and buy Van Nistelrooy, they go and buy Cannonars from the rivals and all that. Do you know what I mean? So over the years, when you look at it, if you're not an attacking forward and you're not doing the business like Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo, the list goes on and on and on, then you're going to get judged by that because they're the standards, in it? At the moment, United are falling short of that standard, hence why they're not winning Premier League titles and Champions League. And Marcus fits into that. And whoever yeah. else is in that squad, do you know what I mean? So it is, it is, it is what it is, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, to be fair, Marcus, he's, since he's been at United, you know, we bought Romelu Lukaku, we bought um, Zlatan, we bought um, Dan James, we bought Alexis Sanchez. We bought players that can play in his position and, you know, he's still been there. He's still managed to get games. He's still, you know, become one of Man United's most important players. So he's done that in the past. I think, like you say, he's just got to knuckle down and do it again, man, because we know what he's capable of. We know he's a good player. Yeah, and, he's a and sometimes, you know what? Sometimes players are just not good enough to, to be ruining Ronaldo and Tevez. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a rare free. Do you understand me? That's a rare free that you're going to get. You're not going to get them all the time. Do you know what I mean? So guys, Sancho, Mason, Ronaldo, not Ronaldo, sorry, Cavani, Mato, Rashford, they might not be off that. They're not off that standard, innit? So of course, but obviously the fans are kind of turning and I see it and I feel it and I read it and I'm like, right, you know what? I get it. I understand United are not winning stuff, innit? City are winning stuff. Liverpool are trying to win stuff and United are falling behind. And sooner or later, the fans turn on players, innit? And that's just how we go. Fellaini got it. Fellaini got it a lot. Do you get me? It is what it is. But, Motty, I want to ask you something, right? Because we know what United's been like over these recent months and that. Like, these leaks, yeah? The media leaks, the journalists coming out with these stories and all that. Now, Gary Neville did a podcast last week or whatever it was, and he was talking about the, the agents and PR teams and marketing teams and all that. They're all at it, he said. And we know who they are because they talk to Sky and rare, rare, rare and all this malarkey. Like, like what's going on? Who's the mole in the camp? Do you know what I just want to know who the mole is. Everyone, I've had a few people messaging me, like asking me who, who it is and, and do I do I know anything? And I don't really have any connection with any United players. I know people that do. Um, but I'm hearing conflicting reports, some blaming certain people, some blaming others. I think it's quite telling that like Harry Maguire took to, to, to Twitter, didn't he, to call out Dave McDonald for his, mm. his story. We've seen Marcus calling out Christian Falk for his story. So players are starting to like respond to this and say, hang on a minute, you've got this one wrong or whatever. So... It depends how you look at you might look at is there a bit of a guilty conscience there? People going, hang on a minute. Or is it actually like these some journalists are just getting the facts wrong? One thing's for certain, no matter who it is, this you can't function like this as a football club with leaks all the time and people falling out of each other and all this un, you know, sort of everyone being a bit unsettled and looking over the shoulder and stuff like that. It's just not it's not good, it's not a good thing to have. And I yeah, think, you know, sorry, Mike, can I ask you a question? Because we, yeah, we spoke we spoke um, we spoke on it last time uh, around when the Lingard stuff came out and Lingard said one thing, the manager said anything. So Aaron Maguire's come out and pretty much talked about the captaincy stuff. Yeah. Do you think Ronaldo does want the captaincy? I, I I think with Ronaldo, right? I think one of the lads on the channel says he's like a black hole. He just sucks everything in, and you've either got to get get on board with that or not. Like he's the main man. He's the one that takes all the free kicks, the penalties. He's everything. He's Ronaldo. And when you've got him, that's how you have to handle it. And I'd be pretty surprised if Ronaldo wasn't like you know what I should be captain, but. You know, the question is, is he that angry about it or is he that agitated that he would start kicking off about it? Or is he like, you know what, I want, I should be, I want to be captain, but Harry Maguire's a captain, I can live So, with. just on that then, where place yeah. you go in, you do what you do, like, you know, Stretford Paddock there, someone else is in there that's basically got a more senior role than you, you've got more experience, been around the world and done it. Are you not going to turn to someone that you've known for years and go, I should be doing that? Does that not just happen in any workplace? You're right. I mean, in my workplace, I'm the other way around. I like to let more people do other things and take the limelight <laughs> off myself. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you can do this, bit. People want to see more of you. Uh, but no, you're right. The, the real an element of, you know what, I, I'm, I'm the main man here. I, I should be the leader. I should be doing that. What I, what I will say, right, I'm not trying to give you a politician's answer. Right? I think Ronaldo probably does want the captain to say, I think he can stomach Maguire being the captain. What I want to see, though, is I'm sick of these players treating like this is the be-all and end-all. Who's the captain? Any successful team has leaders all over the pitch, yeah? Any successful yep, team, you, you, you know, you don't just have one leader that's your captain. Yeah, I'm sure at the Etihad, you don't just see um, who's your captain. Sorry, um, Fernandinho's the club captain, but, but, but we have yeah. that five we've spoke about here. We had that system yeah. where there's been five of them that just exactly. And you look, you, you know, you look like Diaz is a, is a leader, Laporte is a leader, you know, even Sterling's a, a leader. And it's like good, good United or great United teams in the past have had like Rio, Vidic, Evra, 
you know, or going back further, Keane, Eric, loads of leaders all over the pitch, not just the guy in the armband. And I think there's too many United players that are sort of looking at it like, oh, it's, you know, it's a captain's job or it's about the captain. You should have leaders all over the pitch. And I think that's where more and more players need to step up. More yeah, but you know what it is, Mike? Need to step up because we've got a lot of players who've been at United now for four, five, six seasons who are hiding behind this idea that it should be the captain that's the, the main man. Okay, I'll ask yeah. you both then. Who do you think should be the captain? Good question. For me, I was been asked this a lot lately. I would choose Bruno Fernandes. Purely, and I'll answer this, well, I'll tell you why. I know this sounds a bit harsh because Maguire's just had a good game and scored a goal and all the rest of it. I felt like, I've always felt he took the captaincy off Maguire. It hurt him. It had been like a, a bit of a blow to him. it make him lose confidence or whatever. And I, but now I'm beginning to wonder whether it's almost becoming a distraction, a hindrance and all the attention and, you know, oh, if we lose, you know, the captain and Rara and all this. So I'm beginning to think, actually, would it be better to take, you know, to give it to, to Bruno? If Maguire carries on playing like he did today, though, there'll be a mute point anyway. And plus, it is a bit of a mute point because Ralph's already come out and said Maguire's my captain to the end of the season. So I don't think he's going to change his mind on that, to be honest. I just think people sway towards a leader. And being a leader is not for everybody, in it? Like, no. It's either in your makeup or it's not. So I just think in the dressing room, guys have been in, there's lots of players in there that have been in different dressing rooms and you spot guys, you'll spot it straight away. We've all done it. Sunday league and you think, right, the managers give my man the captaincy. He can't shout, he can't cajole the team, he can't organise the back line and do all of this. Do you know what I mean? So I just think it's, I just think it's quite like simple and obvious, isn't it? Like, Maguire, I don't, like I said before, I don't feel, I don't feel like, I don't know him, but I don't feel like he's an alpha male in there, innit? I just don't feel like that. And then obviously when Ronaldo walks in there, who is an alpha male, naturally, if you're Scotty McTominay, for example, who's youngish, kind of trying to make his way, have a career at, at big Manchester United, you're just going to not naturally sway to what Ronaldo's telling you rather than what Maguire's telling you, innit? It's just, it's just basic logic, innit? And basic hu- hu- human, human psychology. So, the captaincy thing shouldn't really be a, a big issue at Man United. But as we know, Manchester United is like Hollywood FC. There's an episode out every week. Do you understand me? There was a Martial episode, Lingard episode, Ronaldo episode, Rashford episode. There's always an episode. Do you understand me? This week, is, it, it, it's, it's, it's the captaincy. And I, do, I, I just feel like... Go on, sorry, uh, go on. I was going to say... Nah, we did. Go, sorry, go on, Pundit. Go on, finish your thoughts. Sorry, bro. Sorry. All right. I'm just saying, it. Like I just feel like at the end of the day, yeah, it's all about winning games. And if Ronaldo's not going to be here next season, then... Why should he be captain? But at the same time, I, I, if, if, if there's anyone you're going to give it to, you're going to give it to him, innit? Because he is the leader. Is, is, that, is, that you gonna, is that your choice then? Was, we got there and yeah, is that you saying we get the captain to him? Got, um, Ronaldo? Yeah, Ronaldo or De Gea, innit? But I don't know if, I don't know if De Gea is one of them kind of cats, innit, to lead. Do you know what I mean? Because he don't nah, like to command his, this, command his this, area and all this, that. This is the thing and like, there's a good, like, you know, I understand the argument for all of them. De Gea doesn't really talk enough for me. Ronaldo, I get it. You know, there's a chance if we don't get top four, he might not even be here next season. Do you want to give it to someone who could potentially be here for another three months and then leave? Um, I will say, sorry, one thing I want to say about Maguire is we met him once, so like we had to do a Puma thing and he was there. And you could see like he's done his own work on United captaincy. We're asking about being captain and he said he spoke to Brian Robson and all this lot. And, you know, I, I feel like he's someone who, who's tried his best to, to be mm. that guy, but I just don't know if he's got it in him. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. if he's naturally that guy. And yes, he talks to defenders. I've seen him talking and that. But I just feel like sometimes it feels like it weighs heavy on him. And that's not yeah, what you know what it's like. Yeah, 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 it's like blur. They tried to be oasis in it, but they just weren't oasis in it. <laughs> Do you get me? <laughs> you know, you know, you know what them ones there. Yeah, Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? It is what it is. But I tell you what, we need to sort out on what yeah, because I, I I've been racking my brains. What on earth is Darren Fletcher's role at Manchester United? Because listen, <laughs> I, hey, he, hey, listen, he got given a te- technical director's job, then he was a coach, then I see him doing rondos before matches. Now I see him on the bench giving advice to Ralph. I'm thinking, Darren, when have you got the qualifications that are giving Ralph advice? Like, what he's got? And then obviously Ralph got asked about it yesterday, and this, and Ralph said, well, I don't really know what his role is. Like, what is what kind of nonsense is this? How can you have a man doing rondos? In, you get me giving Ralph advice, but the manager doesn't even know his role, bro. Come on, talk to me, bro. What, what I kind saw of, that. What bag you know of nonsense what? is this? The funny thing is, right? I saw that quote on my timeline on Twitter. I thought of you because you've always asked this question. And then the next <laughs> thing I saw was you quoting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. I, I was mad. Is, it was about quarter, quarter to 12 at night. What is I was this, mad, man? bro. It's like, it's never a good look for me when my manager says he doesn't know what the, the technical director's role is in regard to this club. So is he just skipping? 
skipping around the dugout with a notepad. Just what? yo, yeah. he's skipping around the dugout. He's got his earpiece. He's doing all sorts like any information, bro. I, I, I worry. I worry sometimes that that earpiece isn't connected to anything. <laughs> like he's having hey. some sort of breakdown, and we're going, "Yeah, Barry, go on, son. You go." Listen, do man. Do. do you know what it smacks of though? It smacks of job jobs for the boys, isn't it? High fives, yeah. laughing vibes, and all that. That's what it smacks of, boy. I, I think with um, the, the, it was a bit of a weird setup with United because we wanted this setup, didn't we? Like similar to what. The Scousers to what City have got with someone overseeing a manager and a, a football man and a, a director of football. And then John Murtagh comes in as that and you're like, who is this dude? What's he, you know, what's he about? A few people I know who know him have praised him. I know a couple of other people who aren't singing his praises and being brutally honest. And then Fletcher comes in as his technical director and that sort of keeps everyone happy because you're okay, Darren Fletcher knows the club. Rah, rah, rah. But I, like you, I'm a bit confused as to what the role of all these different people is at United. We've got so many people working behind the scenes. I saw in the week that, you know, um, Ralph Radnick's brought in um, Raphael Honigstein as a media advisor to him. And I think, okay, yeah, it makes sense. But then it's another part of the backroom staff. And I'm like, we're going to have about 30 bods. (laughs) All part of them. We're not going to have enough room on the coach for everyone. Do you know what I mean? What is going on? It feels like it's a little bit overkill with all these people. And he's doing this and he's doing (laughs) that. And he's on the set pieces. And even though we've always scored one in 140 corners. And he's going to deal with the media, even though there's a load of leaks coming out. And he's going to be the technical director, even though the manager doesn't even know what his job is. Come on, man. This has got to like, this is (laughs) getting a bit farcical, isn't it? Come on. Let's take a step back. Look at what everyone's role is and make sure we're not just giving people, like you say, pundit jobs for the boys. Because I love Darren Fletcher. I've got nothing but love for Darren Fletcher, I do. But if he's got to have a role, he's got to have a role at the club that is benefiting Manchester United Football Club, not just ticking a box. No, 100%. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, United, you got to get that sorted out. Do you know what I mean? The three points in the gap, boys, are telling you straight. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, it was a good win for United. But listen, fantastic win, I should say, actually. But listen, um, away from home as well. But listen... I was going to say Champions League, and it obviously City battered Sporting Lisbon 5 0. Mike's, was you buzzing about that? Yeah, yeah, to be fair, it was clinical that first half. To be fair, 4 0 up at half time. Um, you can't ask for much more from an away performance, to be honest with you. Like you say, I was, yeah, no complaints really. Now, real talk, but listen, I was going to ask you quickly in, in the second leg, obviously, are you, are, you, are you putting the kids out or what? And if so, which kid do you want to see? Um, so I'd probably give the lap a run out. Um, and probably I think what we're, we're at that stage of the season now where anything can happen so I think it's probably one or two of the youngsters but a lot of those other like probably Anifa Naki and stuff and Zinchenko we've got to keep them sharp <laughs> just Anifa Naki getting his Cat D match and all that flipping <laughs> up just in case uh, in case they need it but I, I'm, I'm still thinking yeah, I want to score one before I think that's done and dusted come on that's done and dusted that bro you get me but listen United Atletico Madrid Motty yes Atletico yes. Fifth, fifth in La Liga 15 points off Real Madrid even though I still think it's going to be a hard game but this is Ronaldo's tournament innit yeah I mean he did it against Atletico for Juve didn't he? he's got a bit of beef with the Atletico do you remember when he was giving it all to the, the fans as he was getting off the coach when they were giving it yeah. to yeah, like, didn't he for you, they need to turn the, the tie around. So, yeah, you think the likes of um, Ronaldo and even Varane, who didn't start, obviously, stay against Leeds, can come into yeah. this one and, and shine. But it's not going to be easy. I just think, get, if we don't lose that game, I feel confident we can go, we can do more traffic. Because obviously, away goals doesn't matter now, does it? Don't, don't even count anymore. But I think yeah. if, we do, if we do lose it, then the pressure's on us because, you know, Atletico and Simeone are a difficult team to break down as well, when, especially if they've got a lead to defend. They're a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, just don't lose that one, and I'll I'll fancy us for the for the return leg because it's going to be tricky. You're right; they're, they're a lot one way off the, the top of the table, but you know, so United and also Champions League is just different graving. It's different different tournament altogether. So yeah, yeah at least we've got a positive results to go take into it though on the back of that Leeds win. Yeah, hundred percent. You get when them floodlights get switched on, it's a different ball game. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, big week ahead. Do you know what I mean for Man United in the Champions League and that? Do you know what I mean? But listen, <laughs> it's been a good weekend for the Reds, but it's been a pretty bad one for the Blues this weekend. Do you know what I'm saying? But listen, let me tell you something. You know what time it is, and you know we're here every single week in it. It's three points in the gaff. Make a note of it. 
every Monday episodes are out. Tell your friends. Big up everybody tuning in and everybody across the world that's locked in right now. Do you know what I mean? So time for a little bubble and shake as we sign off. Do you know what I mean? You know where to find us on Spotify, Google, all of that. Get at us on the Twitter as well. Me, Jay Motty and Mike. Do you know what I'm saying? We're discussing football day in, day out. You know how we do. So big up Manchester. Big up the 0161. And listen, people, for now, until next time, have a good week, yeah? We're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.